0: we help you launch, grow, and maximize. Dig into that a little bit. Why do business leaders make poor decisions?
1: Primarily because they're advised to go with their gut. And that's very, very sad. You see so many people, so many business gurus telling business leaders to go with their gut. You know, entrepreneurs are always told, you know, trust your gut, go with your gut, follow your intuition. That's terrible advice. It's kind of a you know the tony robbins telling people to be primal be savage the malcolm gladwell telling people to go you know blink and so on unfortunately what the recent research on these topics has shown is that such advice is very very bad
0: okay. I get it oh yeah what's up enterprisers welcome to the enterprise now podcast where we educate motivate inspire and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success that is what we do we help folks launch grow and maximize known as the disaster avoidance expert Gleb has over 20 years experience dramatically empowering leaders and organizations to avoid business disasters by addressing potential threats, maximizing unexpected opportunities, and resolving persistent personnel problems. He is a best-selling author and thought leader and has been featured in over 400 articles and over 350 interviews, including Fast Company, CBS News, Business Insider, Inc. Magazine, and many others. All right, Gleb, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice, nice. First of all, Gleb, I want to say thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. I know you're very busy, but you chose to spend some time with us. So for that, we say thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on, LZ. It's a pleasure to spend some time with you. The next question I like to ask is for you to tell us about yourself. Now, feel free to go as far back as you want or you can start more current day.
1: Tell us about yourself. Sure, happy to. Well, my my expertise and the way I spend my time is helping folks avoid decision disasters. And that actually started in my childhood when I saw my parents engaging in some disastrous decisions with each other, financially disastrous decisions, that really motivated me to help people avoid that sort of problem. So my mom liked buying nice clothing and my dad was kind of a cheapskate. So when she would come home and, you know, she buys a $50 sweater and, you know, my dad would yell at her and say, you know, sweaters shouldn't cost anything over $20. And they'd have fights like that and over other things. There was this really one bad one when my dad, he's a real estate agent, so he uh, had variable salary based on commissions and he made a lot of money at you know, some period and then he did it from my mom, said so he made very little money and he ended up buying a house elsewhere, buying I'm sorry, an apartment elsewhere which he rented out to some people. Now, when my mom found out, she was very mad. She was very, pissed. it was a big blowout fight. They got really angry at each other, well, my mom mostly, And they separated for a while. And so I ended up living with my mom until they reconciled, which, I mean, but you could never really trust them again. It was really a trust issue. And that really impacted me as a kid. You know, seeing that my parents weren't gods and they made really bad financial decision-making caused me to want to help people avoid bad decisions in their business life, in their financial life, in their investments, in their enterprises. I mean, right now, when I grew up and I found out that About half of all enterprises fail within the first five years, and about two-thirds fail within the first 10 years consistently. Over the last, over 50 years, when the Small Business Administration was evaluating business success and failure, that showed me that business leaders were making very, very bad decisions. So that caused me to really want to address this problem, and I began to study it, became a consultant, coach, and trainer in business decision-making and risk management, disaster avoidance. And at the same time, I also went into academia, so studying the cognitive neuroscience and behavioral economics that are my expertise. I'm a cognitive neuroscientist and behavioral economist, studying how my brain, our brains, causes us to make certain decisions and make decisions badly, and how do we adjust that. So that's all combined in my latest book, Never Go With Your Gut, How Pioneering Leaders Make the Best Decisions and Avoid Business Disasters, and that's what we're chatting today in the show about.
0: Wow, there was a lot in there that I want to hit on, Um, but uh, I'm going to take a slight left turn, and then we're going to go right back to uh, some of the things that you said in your answer. Um, What's your favorite thing to do,
1: Gleb? My favorite thing to do? Oh, gosh. That's a hard one because, as the research on the brain shows, there are different parts of us, of our brains that cause us to have different desires at different times. So it really does depend on the time of day that you ask me that. Mm, I probably, if I had my druthers, if I had my leisure, I'd be spending a lot more time with my wife than I currently am, and you know, less work time, and you know, be working you know, twenty hours a week instead of my current you know, around fifty-five or sixty, spending more time with my wife, spending more time gardening. So that would be a nice thing to do. Those are things that I would like to do more of if I had the luxury of doing
0: so. Got it. So this next question is uh one of my favorites just because of the different answers that I get. Um if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them?
1: I would probably like to meet Bill Gates and I would be curious to learn about why he makes the kind of charitable donation decisions that he does because he's really well known as someone who is very Fourth, very focused on making good charitable decisions. And I see that he's making some decisions that I agree with, some decisions that I don't. And I'd like to learn a little bit more about his decision-making process and explore that with him.
0: Got it. So it seems like the the anchor of what you do is the psychology behind why people make decisions. So, And you brought out in your answer before how the business failure stats kind of drove you to, to investigate, well, why are business Um, Leaders making such poor decisions. Dig
1: into that a little bit. Why do business leaders make poor decisions? Primarily because they're advised to go with their gut. And that's very, very sad. You see so many people, so many business gurus telling business leaders to go with their gut. You know, entrepreneurs are always told, you know, trust your gut, go with your gut, follow your intuition. That's terrible advice. It's kind of the, you know, the Tony Robbins telling people to be primal, be savage. The Malcolm Gladwell telling people to go, you know, blink and so on. Unfortunately, what the recent research on these topics has shown is that such advice is very, very bad. It feeds into what people already want to do. It keeps them in their comfort zones. Unfortunately, what's comfortable for us is very often not what is actually the best thing for us to do. It's not of what we feel is true is often not the thing that's actually true. What we feel is good is not the thing that's actually good because our intuitions, our gut reactions are not adapted for the modern environment. They're adapted for the Savannah environment when we're you know, doing hunting and gathering in small tribes of 15 people to 150 people. And you know, that's why we have tri- such strong tribalism where we like people who look like us, who think like us, who do the same things that we do. And we don't like people who don't. And that's, that's a cause for a lot of bad decision making in business relationships. We can go into that in much more depth, but business relationships, the way people make decisions about who they want to collaborate with that's very much harmed by our gut intuitions, by our feelings about people, who you want to make a deal with, who you don't, who you want to hire, who you don't. People make very bad decisions about these things because they trust their gut and they follow their intuitions. That's kind of tribalism. The other aspect of, and it was very important for our ancestors to be tribal, otherwise they'd get kicked out of our, their tribe and die, but it's very bad for us now. Similarly, it was very important for our ancestors to jump at a hundred shadows in order to get away from the, saber to tiger. You might have heard of that as a saber tooth tiger response. And we are the descendants of those ancestors who were successfully very tribal and had very strong saber tooth tiger response. Unfortunately, in the modern business environment, or fortunately, there are many less tigers around, saber tooth tigers. But people still respond to business threats with a strong defensive anxiety response, either fight or flight, whereas they should take some time to actually evaluate the decision and make the best decisions. Leaders are praised for making quick decisions. And this is really, really bad. So if you think back to that, to over 100 years ago when medicine was still in its early stages and there was still no evidence-based research for medicine, doctors were selling you know, what's called snake oil, which is a mixture of cocaine, alcohol, and sugar. That's where Coca-Cola actually came from. So right now you have the same sort of business gurus selling the snake oil of business advice. The cocaine, sugar, and alcohol mixture made you feel good, but it didn't take care of the actual problem. And it caused many more problems going forward. So right now, people are getting the same sort of snake oil advice of trusting your gut, doing what's comfortable, staying in your comfort zone, rather than doing the hard thing that's actually necessary to help your business succeed, which means going outside of your comfort zone and not trusting your intuition.
0: Wow. That's a very different perspective, Gleb, I have to say.
1: Yes, it is. Because in the same way that the business oil snake people, the doctors who are selling snake oil were the ones who were very successful because they gave people something they really liked. That's the major perspective you hear right now. What I'm talking about is actually on the cutting edge of business, evidence-based business, which is only right now coming out because we're only right now starting to learn about the brain. You know, if a doctor told you to have snake oil or maybe they told you to, so, you know, have a box of dozen donuts and sit on your couch and watch Netflix all day, you'd helpfully fire your doctor because now you, over the last hundred years we've gathered the evidence saying, you know, One donut is okay, two donuts is okay, but, you know, that third one is really bad. Two donuts is okay, but don't go for the third one. And we also learned that you shouldn't sit on your couch and watch Netflix all day. You need to put on your sweats and actually go to the gym occasionally, you know, once you you want to do at least 30 minutes of exercise per day. That's what we learned about evidence-based physical fitness. Of course, in the Savannah environment, it was very important for us to eat as much sugar as possible. So we're the descendants of those who ate as much sugar as possible because that was very important to survive if you found, you know, some honey, you know, or something like that. But right now, that's a very bad for our health. It was very important for us to conserve our energy in the Savannah environment for super important tasks. So we're naturally and intuitively going to want to sit on a couch all day, but we know that's really bad for us in the current environment. Similarly, we're learning that right now going with our gut is going against mental fitness. Just like eating a dozen donuts, you know, the snake oil of doctors goes against physical fitness, going with your gut, following your intuitions, being primal, being savage, goes against mental fitness, goes against the things that you need to do to be civilized. So instead of being natural and primal, you need to be civilized and do the hard thing that takes you outside of your comfort zone in order to succeed as an entrepreneur, as a leader, or any, you know, any place in the organization, if you actually want to succeed, you need to go against your intuitions and do the hard things that it takes to actually survive and thrive and adapt to the modern business environment.
0: Um, yeah, I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start, Gleb. (laughs) Start at the beginning. So, talk a little bit about because these these perspectives are are not something that we hear a lot about or talk about so how does a person in business today what are the keys to success giving this new perspective this going against the gut and doing what uh, needs to be done how do you how do we shift our mindsets and and execute with that that new perspective or that new paradigm
1: Oh, it's actually not that hard. It's just like you executed against learning to not eat a box of dozen donuts and learning to actually to put on your sweats and go exercise occasionally. You need to develop new mental habits. New mental habits that go against your intuition. Just like you are going against your intuition of eating a dozen donuts, and going against your intuition in actually putting on your clothes and going to the gym, you need to go against your intuition in some business advice. So, for example, you should not. Just simply trust your gut intuition about any decision, any business decision. You need to learn about what are the actual questions, effective decision-making strategies. And the book, Never Go With Your Gut, How Pioneering Leaders Make the Best Decisions, Avoid Business Disasters, talks about the most effective business decision-making strategies based on the research. I'll give you an example. So any decision, this is a quick technique, takes just a couple of minutes, and it should be applied to any decision you don't want to screw up. So any everyday decision, whether an important meeting, an email that you're sending, you know, choosing a supplier for some non, something non-crucial, there is a longer technique and a more thorough one that involves eight steps that takes about an hour for serious decisions where you're h- hiring for a key position, you know, deciding on a key product launch. But this is for something that you don't want to screw up, where you want to minimize risks. So five questions you should ask about any decision to avoid decision disasters. First. What important information didn't I yet fully consider? So what evidence am I not taking into account? Why is this question important? Because our intuition is to look for evidence that confirms our beliefs, that that goes with our intuitions, with what we feel like. And very often what we feel like is actually not the right thing, and we are blinded. We're looking at the world through rose-colored glasses that blind us to the evidence that we actually need to take into account in order to make the right decision. So look for evidence that goes against your beliefs. Try to disprove your beliefs. Show that your preferred choice is wrong. And then, see, if you can't disprove it, that's great. It's most likely true, but you want to try to disprove it. So That's first. Second, what dangerous judgment errors did I not here address? There's a series of dangerous judgment errors called cognitive biases, which folks might have heard about. These are the errors in our brains that come from our evolutionary background, that come from the way our brain is wired, there's a list of over 100 of them on Wikipedia. So you can go and check it out there. And my book talks about the 30 most dangerous ones for business situations and how do you address them. Third, what would a trusted and objective advisor suggest you do? So think about someone who you trust, someone who's objective, you know, Elsie or someone like that, someone who is trustworthy for you, that little angel on your shoulder. You get about 50% of the benefit of this question just by asking it because you take yourself outside of yourself imagine what you you would tell a trusted friend or something like that. And you get the other 50% of the benefit by calling this person or if you're a millennial texting this person. Fourth, how have I addressed all the ways this could fail? Think about the decision, you know, whether the email, the important meeting, choosing a supplier, think about all the ways it can fail and how you can prevent these in advance. So for example, if you're writing an important email, about a tense situation maybe you can read it from a hostile perspective read it from the perspective of someone who is going to read it from a negative tone and see how you can revise it to address these problems in advance so whatever your decision you're doing revise it to address any problems in advance to prevent failure finally what new information caused me to revisit this decision what would cause you to change your mind think about that before going into the decision itself we have a different mental set, of mindset when we're actually making the decision versus when we're implementing the decision. We're in an executive mindset where we're more cool and rational when we're making the decision rather than much more emotional, much more into in the moment when we're implementing the decision. So you want to decide in advance what will cause you to revisit the decision. So we're talking about an important email. If you decide, for example, hey, if I don't get a response within a week, I will call this person. So that might be a way that you go forward, depending of course on the kind of email. But if you don't make that decision, you might be you know, chewing on your nails every day and thinking, should I call this person? Should I not call this person? What should I do? But if you set yourself that boundary saying I will call this person in a week if I don't get a response, that's going to very clearly be a revision point that you can decide what to do from that point. So these five questions, that's one habit. That's one very effective habit that you can institute, just like you can institute the habit of not eating the box of dozen donuts, stopping at two, and putting on your clothing every day and going to take a walk or going to a gym for 30 minutes.
0: Wow. As the old saying goes, Gleb, time flies when you're having fun. We've come to the end of our conversation. But I don't want to let you go without asking you uh, to give the enterprisers, which is what I call my faithful listeners, an actionable tip to improve their
1: business today? The most actionable tip I can tell you is that you want to understand that our emotions determine about 80 to 90 percent of our decisions and so if you want to make the right decisions you need to learn how to distance yourself from your emotions you need to recognize that hey your emotions are driving in a certain direction and you need to distance yourself from those and then make an evaluation of what to do with your head as opposed to your gut sometimes your gut will be right sometimes it will be wrong but you should never simply trust it you need to learn the skill of emotional distancing, and effective evaluation with your head, not simply with your gut. Awesome, awesome, awesome advice. If people want
0: to reach out to you and learn more about you, your business, and what you do, how can they
1: do that? My book, Never Go With Your Gut, How Pioneering Leaders Make the Best Decisions and Avoid Business Disasters, is available in bookstores everywhere. It's published by a good traditional publisher called Career Press. So it's in hard copy in bookstores uh, Uh, on Barnes & Noble, whatever stores you're sold, university bookstores, and of course online, and Amazon, again, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and so on. My business, if you want to check out what I do, there's a lot of blogs, videos, and podcasts on disasteravoidanceexperts.com. Again, disasteravoidanceexperts.com, and there's a lot of information about my training, consulting, and coaching there too. Now, if you want a free course, a free opt-in course, of eight video-based modules. Go to experts.com forward slash subscribe. Again, free eight video-based module course on Decision Making 101, the Wise Decision Maker course. Disasteravoidanceexperts.com forward slash subscribe. And finally, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so connect with me there, Dr. Gleb Sapursky, G-L-E-B-T-S-I-P-U-R-S-K-Y. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Gleb. Thank you very much, LZ, it's been a pleasure
0: enterprisers if you got value from that awesome conversation let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app that helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget filled conversations with the most inspirational business owners reach out at podcast at enterprise now.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests thanks again folks and we'll talk with you guys next time